man I worked for had one of the biggest companies in New York City. He didn't own his own company. White man owned it, so they owned him. Nobody owns me, though. The most important thing in business is honesty. Bribery. Extortion. Integrity, hard work. Murder, racketeering. Family. Never forgetting where we came from. Who is this guy? So you are what you are in this world. That's either one or two things. Either you're somebody, or you ain't nobody. That is your house, mama. Mine! Want what you got, Uncle Frank. I want to be you. My investigation indicates that Frank Lucas is above the mafia. Who does he work for? Which family? He's not Italian, he's black. No black man has accomplished what the American mafia hasn't in a hundred years! They tried to kill my wife! Frank Lucas is the most dangerous man walking the streets of our city. This is my home. My country. Frank Lucas don't run from nobody. This is America. That's how Robin Williams said it in Mrs. Doubtfire. That is exactly. Stuck his face in the cake. I knew that that's what you were doing. And uh, that was supposed to signify that they had a face mask on, some beauty mask thing. Yes. Yes. She was trying to make you think that she was wearing a beauty mask. Maybe uh, it might be worth reanalyzing that movie in the future. Who knows? Oh, gosh. That'd be interesting. I, I don't think that would hold up. I don't think that's a movie that holds up. You know, we lost poor Robin. Yes. But and it has made maybe someday we'll reanalyze his movies honestly too. It would we'll be, be really interesting because he's really made quite a range some out there stuff too. Kind of, quite a range of movies, but yeah, that's not what we're talking about this month. No. This month we're talking about oh, welcome to movie on birds. My name is Bob Sham. I am Angela. And uh, the sounds you hear may be dogs. Yeah. This month our theme: portraits of the artists in which we analyze. And the opposite ends of film history, two prominent black leading men. And for the majority of the month, we're dealing with the one, the only Denzel, or is it Denzel Washington? Whatever he wants. Uh, well, he can call in and let us know. <laughs> the sub-theme this week is the artist with power. So we're seeing our our leading men, what, when they have some power, what they do with it. And this film is based... On a true story, though, everyone except Frank Lucas himself is like, this movie's like 99% like fiction, <laughs> right? But Frank Lucas, it's uh, based upon a book about him uh, written by Mark Jacobson. American Gangster is what we're talking about from 2007, directed by Ridley Scott, mm. uh, written by Steven Zalian and Mark Jacobson, starling, starring Denzel Washington, Russell Crowe. Shuetto, Ejiofor, Josh Brolin, and the RZA. Tons of people in this movie. Commons in it, TI's in T. I., it. Yeah. Um, we get he's not credited, but Bumpy Johnson was played by 
Clarence Williams the third. Mm-hmm. I like Clarence. He, it's always fun to see him in movies. But this movie was in some uh, production hell for a long time. I think Antoine Fuqua tried to make this movie for a long time, and I think Denzel came on to that. And then it was going to be shuffled to Peter Berg for a second. He was very mediocre. I'm glad he didn't do this. Mm. Um, and until uh, finally, they did originally offer it to Ridley Scott, but he was in the middle of some shit. And then it was pushing budget kind of hard. And the budget here finally reached $100 million by the time Ridley Scott grabbed it. But fortunately, as paranoid as the studio was about over going over budget, and it definitely went over what it intended, the movie made $266 million. So yeah. it was quite a success um, for this particular story. And, uh, yeah, Ridley Scott. This is our first Ridley Scott. We'll be talking about Denzel more prominently infamous for uh, working with Ridley's brother, Tony Scott, mm. who's got his uh, Tony Scott. He directed movies like Top Gun, ah, True Romance. Man on Fire is the one that we will be discussing of old Tony. There's something, if you're more of an artsy-fartsy type. It's so artsy-fartsy. You might be like, oh, I like a Ridley but Tony Scott, there's something very pure about Tony's action yeah. style and movies. There's something just more concentrated. And he tragically passed away in 2012. Oh, no, I did not know You know, that. an older man, but still too young yeah. to go. It's yeah. so sudden. You know, the the common thread between the three movies that you saw, because I, I, I don't remember everything about Man on Fire. I'm excited to revisit it. But those are all, like, fun action movies yeah it's kind of he it's it, more fun i've been actually really looking forward to watching that movie again it's when you're pulling out your balls and you're slapping them against the walls kind of action and i'm really interested to see how um denzel just embraces that action role right there right i mean yeah. we saw in the equalizer with antoine fuqua which is okay movie but i have a feeling like there's something i'm i'm curious i can't wait till we get to that movie that'll be next week but this week uh, Denzel Washington is playing a real-life gangster by the name of uh, Lucas, Frank Lucas. Frank Lucas, this story hinges on a few things. Frank Lucas, known for being a prolific gangster mm-hmm. at a time where it seemed like you had to be Italian or some shit to really have a prominent grip on in uh, New York City. Yeah. But he is known, based, this is during the Vietnam War, he got supplies, heroin supplies, directly from Vietnam. Because he got it at cost so cheap, he had the best heroin at the lowest prices, which meant that he was running it. And, and he was undercutting the Italians. And the, and the Italians knew it, so they kind of had to do business with him. Like, everyone kind of had to work with him and work around him. Mm-hmm. And, of course, in the movie, he's dealing with people taking his supply and recutting it, making mm-hmm. it quality lower, and then selling it back under his brand. I'm sure he had to deal with that quite a bit. Oh, yeah. One Cuba Gooding Jr. we see in, yeah, that, yeah. in that moment. You know, one of the things I thought was really interesting, when you think about, like, gangsters or mob mafia families and there's always a determined line of succession right yeah like you're grooming someone to take over for you but the thing at the beginning of this is if this is true frank's boss was bumpy well no but like frank's boss was bumpy and he was his main he was his driver his driver and bodyguard he he did some shooting and stuff when bumpy dies it's sort of like 
a free for all. No one vacuum. knows who's in charge of Harlem. And no one's really assuming that Frank, at least in the movie, that Frank is going to step up. Yeah. There there's a guy Idris Elba is playing a gangster. Uh Cuba is like they've got these guys in the wings at his funeral. And it's also presenting um a Frank Lucas that when we see him and Bumpy go into they go into a store and Bumpy's talking about he's complaining about how there's no real like line here. There's no proper middleman here. It's got to it just comes straight from the supplier here. I mean, what right do they have? Of cutting out the suppliers, pushing out all the middlemen, buying direct from the manufacturer. It's only this to she with that. All them chinks put Americans out of work. And though Frank Lucas embodies the visual class that is presented as as Bumpy, he actually is inspired by what Bumpy is annoyed at. And thus, he cuts through the middleman to supply. He takes a risk by taking all this money that he's hoarded. And he uses all the money he's got to assure that they get these the heroin shipment from Vietnam through U.S. soldiers directly. And one of the more infamous points of this is that, and more controversial points, is that he had allegedly smuggled heroin, heroin in the transport coffins of, of soldiers who were killed in the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. Also, we have Russell Crowe, um, yes. a big star in and of himself, who plays Richie Roberts. Mm-hmm. A he's so good. He's such a good guy. This Richie Roberts, right? He uh, he and his he's the slimiest good guy you'll he's ever He's the slimiest meet. <laughs> good guy. He finds a million dollars in a trunk in a in a trunk of a car with his partner, and he decides to turn it in, even though his partner says that. No one will trust you at the department because any other cop, if they just stumble upon a million dollars in a trunk of a car, would just take the fucking money. Yeah, he's basically like, everyone's going to want to kill us. No one's going to trust us. We were putting targets on our back. But at the same time, Richie is studying to be a lawyer. Yes. And he wants to be a good cop. He he makes his own mistakes. And he's he's like not a good dad. And he's... Whatever. He's got friends who are like a little corrupt and he's not turning them in and he knows that they're doing bad things. He has an old gangster friend. That's Yeah, he can't. But he can't, at that time, take that money. He's Uh, like, his morals will not allow him to take that money. I will say that uh, Richie Roberts uh, did plead guilty and was found uh, grifting, taking some off the top of his law f- of a law firm that he worked for. Oh, later. And I think his, uh, I think his, I don't know if he can practice law right now. I think his license got suspended. Didn't you also say he's not? He wasn't actually a dad. Yeah, he like, wasn't a father. Like they just added this added extra added thing in, in, which is insane because there is this whole subplot of him trying to get joint custody of his child from his ex-wife. Who is, I cannot think of her name. I love her, though. She's I, gorgeous. I can't remember her name. Her, his ex-wife is. Everyone is in this movie. This is like, it's cool. This this cast list is uh, insane. Mm-hmm. Truly. This is a movie, right? It doesn't have to. Of course, it can be fictionalized to for the sake of entertainment. I understand that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, like, any finding out any... More, I mean, it just seems more vague. It just seems like Frank, as is reported, like Richie Roberts himself said that it makes Frank to be a little more noble than he 
appeared to be yes a little smoother whereas people who claim to have known frank was like no he was a little more unhinged yeah than it kind of presented himself well and there's this like back and forth where there's that going on and then there's this richie thing which like i don't even know what to believe about him because everything you've told me is contradictory to what they present him to be they present him to be more noble than he is because everyone hates him in the movie He's approached to actually work for the FBI, FBI to try f- to take down whoever it is that is is in, behind the drugs in Harlem. He essentially becomes federalized, but it's kind of a secret, like, mm-hmm. right? Like he's, and he picks his own guys. And he picks his own guys. And there's another element here in which these corrupt New York City cops... James Brolin. ...is headed up by Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin, sorry. Um, oh. Who is corrupt as fuck. So he encounters Richie while Richie's trying to spy on where the money for these drug movements are going. He has to borrow like $20,000 to utilize a payment to try to get some something rustled up. Because if he makes a big money move, yeah. then he hopes that rustles up a high player in the in the drug web that he's trying to identify. Josh Brolin, these cops, they come in and muscle that twenty grand. Hey, guys. Guys. Officers. Hey, I'm Richie Robinson. You know it? Uh, that's uh, my money. What money? What? What money? The bills are, are sequenced, right? They're registered with the Essex County Prosecutor's Office. Just check them out. They all start with CF three five zero zero. Have a look. He explains, and he explains the number on them to prove, and then they're like. Okay, no problem, but if you ever come across that fucking bridge, you need to be asking for permission. The last time I was in Jersey, let me think. Never. What are you doing coming over here unannounced? You think you get hurt doing that? You got your fucking money, Richie. And never, ever come into this city again unannounced. You come in to see a fucking Broadway show? You call ahead first, see if it's okay with me. No problem. It's so interesting in this movie, you can kind of forget. Like, you know that it's late 60s, early 70s. But because Frank is dealing in such high volumes of money, you kind of forget that... But then they bring it kind of back to you when the police chief is saying to Richie, I'm, I'm giving you this $20,000. This is more than a year's salary. <laughs> yeah, for, so, my, for like 1970. Yeah. If this goes away, you're not getting any more money. Right. You know, but it's just so crazy, that thought, because then Frank's over here throwing around hundreds of thousands of dollars, mm-hmm. which now would be millions of dollars. So, Frank, he's trying to come up. He's trying to do it the bumpy way. Um, Overpaying people. And he's got these rules to not be too flashy. Mm-hmm. You know, there's reports and everyone's learning that, like, soldiers of Vietnam are becoming addicted to heroin. They're getting and becoming addicted to opiates. And what a great strategy that is if uh, there's an invading army coming into your your country and you can grow... Get them uh, you, all strung out. And you can grow some... Uh, like, opium can grow in a lot of places, right? So if you can actually sell your drugs to them, they're literally getting addicted and then funding the very armies that they're going to fight would fight against the superpower. And yeah. it's just, and the, to get them fucking junked out. My father was in Vietnam. He probably got some of that 
good, good Vietnamese opiates, man. I mean, we know he came back with a problem. He, maybe he was maybe he was a part of the web that helped Frank Lucas. I mean, look, I mean, my father. I didn't. He died when I was very young, but allegedly, you know, he wasn't like a great guy. He maybe had some addictive problems. And if if I honestly, if I found out that he was a part of the Frank Lucas hustle, that in a weird way, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, in a weird way, you know. I understand. I mean, this is not the time to get into it, but I think it's really cool that my great great grandmother Killed was people. the first woman in Tennessee to be sentenced to the electric chair. Yeah, Betty Burge. Though they they did a they did end up not executing he her. Converted it to life, but, but she, she was, was the first woman. The first woman convicted and sentenced to the electric chair in Tennessee. Yes. So there's y'all watching some history, folks. <laughs> I think my dad probably high fived uh, Frank Lucas's cousin in Vietnam one yeah. time, you know. So, um, obviously, my father did get out of Vietnam, but passed away in the early eighties. But the, the the you know thinking about the real Frank Lucas, um, and we'll get into what happens to him. We're kind of just breezing all over the place here. Uh, I highly recommend the movie, although it, it does. As someone who loves gangster movies, mm-hmm. crime movies, it definitely feels so formulaic after you watch mm-hmm. so many of these. You got the gangster meets the girl. Gangster buys his mama a bunch of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and it is kind of... But it really plays up Frank Lucas as being actually kind of fucking cool. Yeah. It, even though you do get a lot of scene cuts of him essentially destroying his own community. This was the biggest thing I wanted to talk about is that they try to to do these scene cuts to show like the actual like end result of heroin addiction and you know people dying and babies being left alone with their dead mothers like there's some really horrifying yeah, yeah. images in this movie. But even though you see that Denzel as Frank Lucas is so charming. Even when he loses his shit, you're like, well, that guy was showing out. Yeah. So he deserved to get his head beat in by a piano. You're like, of course like, he's <laughs> of course he's hanging out with famous singers and boxers and athletes. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, it's truly When Frank Lucas heard that Denzel Washington You know he was like Because he didn't pass away until like twenty nineteen. Yeah, when he because uh, the actors also had to meet the guys that they were playing for the role, and um, and I don't think Denzel went Denzel Denzel did not feel chameleon like the way he did in Malcolm X. No, he definitely he's just didn't. serious Denzel, but like he's but he has that presence. That's he's that's not the type of actor he is, but the type of actor he is works in every role he steps into. Absolutely, but you got to think that when Frank Lucas heard that Denzel Washington was playing him, he was like. Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. And you know he was buttering uh, Mr. Denzel up when they met. Frank Lucas is the only one that didn't really, like, naysay any fictionalities in the movie. Because he's charming as fuck. And then at the end, they actually give him a redeeming mm. moment. Den- Den- Denzel Frank Lucas is probably more charming than the actual Frank Lucas. Well, huh? I mean, Denzel is more charming than most people in the world. I mean, Frank Lucas, no doubt, popped something off here. Absolutely. He, he really married was... a fucking Puerto Rican beauty queen. Mm-hmm. He he did buy his mama this huge house. He brought his whole family up to work for him. Like, he basically cr- started his own family. He started his own. I kind of wished his whole family was like rappers. Right? Oh, all made Instead out of, of just common and Ti, like our main, our main brother. 
um, Chiletta leaves you for. Yes. Yeah, who gets a Chiletta lot of shit. You, we saw him last time in uh, Love Actually. He's the guy getting cucked by the dude from The Walking Dead. He's great in this. So eventually they figure it out because the Vietnam War is ending. Mm-hmm. And Frank is like, oh shit, I got to figure this out. Yeah. But prior to that, things are just like boiling. Um, you know, he's got these cop. He's in this feud with James. Why do I keep calling him James Brolin? I don't know. Josh Brolin. Yes, Josh Brolin. He's in this feud with Josh Brolin, where Josh Brolin's like trying to get him, making him pay him like ten thousand dollars a month, so that he doesn't arrest him. And Denzel's blowing up his shit. Yeah, yeah. And then he doesn't even know he's got Richie after him. But then the Italians are upset and think like, he's being undercut, and all this stuff is happening. And at one point. They try to kill his wife. Yeah, you know they start shooting. Or they they try to drive by him. And well, his they wife do a drive by, but she's yeah, and so she wants to leave and get out of it. Mm. And even the Italian guy says to, no, not the Italian guy. So when Vietnam's ending, he's freaking out about everything. He's like, I gotta still make sure this can go. He goes and sees his his guy in Vietnam again. Opium plants are hard enough to outlive any war. They'll still be here long after the troops are gone. What are you going to do for transportation when the last U.S. plane goes home? Nothing, son. You will see me again, that's for sure. It's not in my best interest to say this, Frank. But quitting while you're ahead is not the same as quitting. And if he had stopped then, mm. he might have, the way this plays out at least, he might have not gotten caught because it was that last shipment yeah. that got him caught in the movie story. Well, least. it's the greed and the power and the control, yeah. right? More than even the money itself. Yeah. Because, yeah, he could have just seen the writing on the wall. If this war ends, he's not going to be able to smuggle this heroin as so easily or cleanly. He had houses. Yeah. He had so much money. Look, a a, a, a smart drug dealer, right? <laughs> a smart heroin-dealing warlord would have just hoarded as much money as possible throughout this time. Yeah, help your mom. You could afford to buy your mom a house, put, set your brothers up, but but be like, look, war's not going to last forever, so this isn't going to last forever. Yeah. When it's all going down, you can contact your Italian guides that are in a soft feud with you, but also benefit from you. And be like, look, you're going to, however way you were doing this before, you're going to get your scene back because my 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 time's running out and you can just have it again. And that is honestly, it's so short-sighted of him to not think about the fact. It's like he just banked on U.S. troops being in Vietnam forever. If he were, he should have ran for the Senate and tried to like just make them stay in Vietnam Good indefinitely, Lord. right? Another scene I really love. Is, you know, he made the whole thing about don't be flashy. And then his wife buys him this, like, chinchilla fucking coat. Yeah. Like, the night he asks her to marry him, they're going to see this Muhammad Ali versus who? Joe. Uh, uh, Joe Lewis. Joe Frazier. Joe Lewis. Joe Frazier. Match. And I think, don't quote us on I that. I think that's right. Joe Frazier. Because they talk about Joe Lewis. Joe Frazier. Throughout the, mm. throughout the movie. But. He asked her to marry him, 
And then she's like, I got something for you too. And she brings out this chinchilla coat and hat, which too much. And he's it's and he, too much because he doesn't want to be noticed. And he busts on his brother for being too flashy. But he doesn't want to say no to her because she's his sunshine. Of course, you know, what, what little people claim about Frank Lucas, he was probably slightly more like the Shuetel Ejiofor character with yeah. maybe uh, a smarter version of that. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, he wears this flashy, the flashiest shit. And then because... He's sitting like second row. There's some presumptive racism in terms of how people are assuming this is going down. Yeah. At this point... They know that Frank Lucas is probably in the web of it, but they just don't assume that he's the guy running it. They assume it's probably like an Italian dude, maybe Russians or some shit like that. They got him when they don't even know they got him when they when they when he stands out because he goes to this boxing match. He's talking to these People athletes. People take photos of him. They're like, "Who is Richie's this in the guy? back taking photos? Josh Brolin's just a few rows back, being like, "Who the fuck is that? And why does he have such great seats?" Because Brolin, the corrupt cop, is like, he's not paying his dues to me to work in my town. Before you say anything about me or about my wife, understand this is the most important day of my life, Detective. Oh, I understand, I understand. You know, man walks around in a $50,000 chinchilla coat and never even bought me a cup of coffee. There's something wrong there. Pay your bills, Frank? I know what you're talking Do you pay your bills, I asked you? If you are not getting your share, maybe you need to talk to the chief of police. What's my share? Because you don't even fucking know me. Maybe I'm special. You are special. You see that right there? Special Investigations Unit. Special. Get it? Ten grand. First of each month. Deliver it right here. On their wedding day. So he breaks his own rules, and that's what kind of... And as the movie exposes. presents, exposes him. Yeah. There's one point in where it's Russell Crowe, like he's, you know, they're beating their heads against the wall. They're they're riding that line between like actual police corruption, riding the line between all these organizations trying to figure something out. I think they've identified Frank Lucas, but they don't know he's the guy. No, yeah, he does But. But he makes this statement that kind of defines the true... It's not really the tone of the movie, but like if you really think about it, he's like, they don't really want us to actually win, do they? They don't really want this to stop because the exist- he's talking about the war on drugs and how it justifies the existence of these departments which make all this money, which leads to the corrupt figures like Josh Brolin and how it all just feeds itself. And of course... There's that aspect of the police corruption that are feeding the drugs into these low-income communities to then feed the prison system, and it just feeds through this great cycle. So for a second, the Richie Roberts character is like realizing that this is all like a complete waste of time. Even if you take down Frank Lucas, something's just going to come up in his place, yeah. and it's not unless you change the way you administer charges, the way this system works, the way you incarcerate or prosecute then and this none of this will still ever change. A problem. So in that scene it just kind of tells you that even no matter what happens in this movie, it's all just kind of a wash in terms of like what's going to make anything better or worse, you know. There's just going to be Frank Lucas's until the end of time until all this is just an exercise in futility, like truly. Yeah, and 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 when they do finally catch him, they've they've gotten his cousin to wear a wire. Uh, our cop friend from iZombie. Yes. And 
they get like a code of when the shipment's coming in. And they figure it out. That it's like a military drops with the transport coffins. And they get a warrant to search it, but then one of the FBI guys comes in and is like, fucking stop this right now. And he's like, there's no way, like, you cannot do this because then you're basically, if say you find something, or even just that you looked at it. It you're, implies that the U.S. military is involved in the... Yeah, and, a and drug and heroin trafficking, and that's like desecrating corpses. And they are, they are, they are, they were. Yeah, they are. You get why the the troops are looking on, kind of horrified. And then the FBI guy straight up says to Frank, like, or no, says to Richie, "There's no way this is a black man." Yeah, he yeah, doesn't one believe of the him. Ups. He's like, "Nah, dude. Like, I'm telling you, this is our guy." Yeah. And we know that there's something on that plane. And his boss is basically like, just make it work. But they can't continue searching the plane. They have to follow the coffins. And that's when they see the the, the young boys who now are like rising up under Frank. They managed to. Taking everything. They managed to trace the operation that cuts and distributes all the way to back. a project building. A pretty interesting scene there. Mm-hmm. A lot of people end up getting killed. But they find the operation, and then that's when things become properly unraveled. Mm-hmm. And the Richie Roberts character and the Frank Lucas character, they don't actually meet until he steps out of church with his mother. And his mother also knows he's a crook at this point. They, they look up to you. Uh, they always expect you to, to know what's best. But even they know you don't shoot cops. Even I know that. Even know that. The only one who doesn't seem to know is you. All right, Mom. I ain't going to shoot no. I promise you. I ain't going to shoot no. I never asked you where all this came from because I didn't want to hear you lie. I don't want you to worry about it. Now, come on. I got to go. Don't lie to me. I never asked you where all this came from because I never wanted you to lie to me. You know, she's like, but if you go killing cops and you go doing all this kind of stuff... I will leave you. Yeah, because he and Brolin's character are basically in a mm-hmm. dick-tossing war here, mm-hmm. blowing up each other's cars and shit. But yeah, he gets arrested, and that's the first time that Russell Crowe's character and Denzel Washington's character meet, which I actually thought that part... There's a lot that just seems a little maybe too typical mm-hmm. in this movie, but that part I thought actually was kind of sharp. I did too. And that shot when he's coming back, and he's looking back at his family, and he knows it's up. And this is when the movie, I it mean. It takes a turn. The movie, um, it's already pushing three hours. So mm-hmm. I guess you get why it's not going to go another 45 minutes. But it just seems almost a little campy in it a, in a it's sense. It is. lighthearted in this weird way. Where he, they managed to, um, you got Russell sitting with Denzel. They're trying to push a deal. And they're talking with no cameras in the back. And they're like, well, what do you want? What do you want? He's like, what do you want? You want me to give you all the Italians and all this shit? And he's like, what about these cops? Because Josh Brolin's character has been up the ass of Richie Roberts, too. He actually shows up at his operation one day. He still doesn't know he's fed. He thinks he's just a cop. So he's looking at all his, like, um, <laughs> that, like, what's that meme from the dude from Always Sunny where he's, like, looking at all, like, the web of <laughs> <Yeah>. conspiracy <laughs> and... 
the Charlie Day, the Charlie Day meme or whatever. Yeah, that's and, so funny too because Josh Brolin comes in to be like, "We should work together to it, like make more money off this guy," and he's of, like, "You don't understand who I am." It's kind of funny how everyone is crafty and clueless at the exact same time. They end up working together to get. He gets sentenced to seventy years, but because they help bury the corrupt cops on this drug task force and all these mafia people and his own family so he actually um talks his sentence down to 15 years which is pretty good considering you know the people he killed (laughs) yeah the the, deaths he's responsible for that he didn't actually do just like all the uh, all of it is was this straight up in the this wasn't like full like federal government stuff i mean if the federal government's involved in the the movie is the movie shows them emptying false bottoms out of these transport coffins, but it doesn't have that moment where even fictionalized of the these guys going in and catching them red-handed, draining these coffins uh-uh. of the hidden uh, the hidden heroin. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to go back and read on this a little more to see how because if the the government may the full the actual government itself may not want to get too involved. Because in the sense it would admit that it's soldiers. That's exactly what I'm saying. His boss basically said to him, and, and I, I do wonder if this is real, get it, but don't get it here. So a big part like of find wh- where they're going and get them. So uh, like if Frank Lucas really did accomplish that, then it's probably just the government's own sense of embarrassment that also kept him from serving some additional time mm-hmm. as well. But yeah, he gets 15 years and he comes out. Uh, and it's the 90s. 1991. Yeah, it's playing a public enemy song oh richie he's becoming a lawyer and then he's prosecuting and then after that oh yeah his own case that's insane to to initially charge him and then he becomes his defense attorney yeah for like later cases to get him out so so his first according to the movie i think he really he frank lucas really was his first client as a defense attorney. oh sure but he was the first guy he tried to prosecute and when he turned to def- become a defense attorney, Frank first. Lucas was his first client. And it runs it through and like this. And he arrested Frank Lucas. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's literally like, insane. How does that even, how does that, is that, is that legal in any, I don't, it just seems so fucking weird. All that kind of runs through all that what we just said in almost like this montage. And Frank's in that room like, oh, you pin this right here. And Frank's pinning and, and they're the, laughing and. And then, it's Richie's <laughs> offering him a drink. Like it's really kind of sud- crazy. Suddenly, for a second. yeah, Frank is noble, and now he's like quasi, like, well, at least we're going to take down something together. But again, it's all a wash because the war on drugs is um, is is empty and hollow, and only mm-hmm. builds for death and corruption. There's only room for that. So that's kind of. I just thought it was just kind of funny, you know, yeah. that tail end of it. Interesting. Uh, it makes me want to look more into that, but it just was so just funny how it just kind of breezed right through that particular thing. Do you know anything about what he did after? Just I hung, did not look it up. Just hung out. He did get his wife did go back to Puerto Rico, but they did reunite and reconsummate. Okay, so. okay. Far as I know, oh, he, I think he had to go to witness protection. That makes sense. Um, but but yeah, just kind of lived out the rest of his life. And uh, maybe got a little... I don't think you can profit at the point in which the book was made from your crimes. He might have gotten some money for like selling his story or something. Just floating right? on the, the movie book yeah, cloud at the, yeah. at the end of his life. Yeah. But, 
but yeah, interesting, interesting. But Denzel, the for the art studies of Denzel in particular, I do think Denzel kind of was maybe a little more classier, a little more on the up, and uh, I think uh, you know maybe the Frank Lucas that the real Frank Lucas probably had no problem putting on that um, chinchilla coat. Yeah, Be like I'm oh, thank, I keep thanks, yawning. baby. I actually really recommend this boring. movie. No, this movie is long, but. I never was, I never thought, it, I don't think it ever drug. It's our I time. was never I like. ready for it to end. I really liked this movie. I would have been okay if it had been 30 minutes longer and given us more of them talking out the end stuff. But I know also at that point, you got to end the movie. We already know who all the players are. I kind of like, I kind of like move. A lot of people might find it a little boring, but when it gets into those bureaucratic legal layers, mm-hmm. I actually kind of like that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it it's could really be really interesting. It could be a little hard to follow sometimes, mm-hmm. but it it it, it is kind of cool. But that that's our uh, our um, Den Mr. Denzel. He's a bad bad man. He shot Idris Elba right in the street in front of everybody. That was wow, yeah. He just capped him right there. You do kind of indulge in Denzel's gangsterism here. It's kind of just fun to watch. In the same way, watching him be like a piece of shit cop in Training Day how that felt it it it, it's equally just kind of fun to watch him be bad you know you can't help it even though he's like cool bad right (laughs) Uh, but you're gonna give this one through five i'm gonna give this one through five combined for best out of ten what do you give it gosh um oh that's a really good one i'm gonna give it a 4.25 wow (laughs) are you sure about that stop it 4.25 okay what are you giving it um, I don't think this is a bad movie at all. I think there's some good things about it, but there's something, gosh, you know, maybe I've just seen too many movies like this. And, um, you know, you do embellish in the Denzel character. I think that's a plus. Russell Crowe is fine. I don't know if I'm in, as in love with him as so many other people. This idea that, like, this guy is just so good, <laughs> you know. But he's not. Maybe he was. I don't know. But I guess it... It tried to show some gray area. It did, there. it did. But um, the Frank Lucas swag, as presented by Denzel, I'm going to give it a 3.5. So that's a 7.75. 7. Let me show you where we're at with it. Uh, it joins the ranks of Jordan Peele's Nope, Inside Lewin Davis, and Four Lions. It's as good as those movies. That seems like good company. That makes sense to me. Folks, uh, we got more Denzel this week. Uh, Friday, we're going to analyze him as the fucking king of Scotland. <laughs> uh, I think that that is... Yeah, he's the king of Scotland in Macbeth. The Tragedy of Macbeth by... Uh, which, William Shakespeare. Well, it's one of the Coen brothers, and I <laughs> I suddenly forgot which Coen brother it is, but it came out in 2021. Probably the most uh, recent Denzel movie we will be discussing today. But yes, Tragedy of Macbeth. Um, It's not the first Shakespeare movie he was in. I think Mm -hmm. he was in, uh, he wasn't the lead, but he was in Much Ado About Nothing. Yep, he was. As well as. That's a star-studded one. As well as he performed in, uh, I mean, he's a stage man too. So he performed Shakespeare all up on some stages. So it ain't strange territory for Mr. Denzel Washington. All right. But check the show notes for links and other places to find us. Like, subscribe, leave any comments, your thoughts on the movie, your thoughts on what we said, any corrections, 
do you you got more details on this Frank Lucas guy? This whole case, what it was like? I'd love to know more. Any fun facts? But for our haters, we say to them... Thoughts and prayers. (laughs) 